0: Turn with me to Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18, and let's read verses 9 to 14, and he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess, and the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner." I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Verse 9 says, He spake this parable unto certain, certain people that believed that they were doers of good. That's what it's saying. He spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. People who believe they were doers of good, doers of right. And that their doing good and living right is going to earn them a place in heaven. That's what he's saying. He spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Verse 10 says, Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee, and the other was a publican. Now, I want to read something to you. From time to time, i look up words in the back of our Bible. Some Bibles have dictionaries and some don't. And this is what our Bible says about a Pharisee and a publican. Pharisees, a religious party among the Jews, the name denotes separatist. They prided themselves on their strict observance of the law and on the care with which they avoided contact with the Gentiles. Their belief included the doctrine of immortality and resurrection of the body In the existence of angels and spirits, they upheld the authority of oral tradition as of equal value with the written law. The tendency of their teaching was to reduce religion to the observance of a multiplicity of ceremonial rules and to encourage self-sufficiency and spiritual pride. I think that covers every possible religion that I know of. Some religions are separatist. And most all religion is based on self-sufficiency and spiritual pride. Now the publican Publicans are men who bought or farmed the taxes under the Roman government. They were called publicani. The name is also used to describe those who actually collected the money. Both classes were detested by the Jews, and any Jew who undertook the work was excommunicated. The tax gatherers in Galilee would be many of them in the service of Herod and not of Rome. And there's references to them. So, neither one of them was any good. Neither one of them. Um, One was nothing but a proud, arrogant, self-righteous hypocrite, really. And the other one was considered a traitor. Neither one of them are any good. That's the first thing to notice. And verse 11 says, The Pharisee stood. He stood. He walked right up into the temple and he stood. Oh, the arrogance. The arrogance. You're going to stand before God? This Pharisee was one who considered himself righteous in his own eyes. And he ought to be able to walk in and just stand before God. The world has no idea that even though men and women physically stand, walk, eat, drink, work, Live. They're spiritually dead in their trespasses and sins. They have no right to stand before God. No right at all. This Pharisee stood. In verse 11, it says, He stood and prayed thus within himself. God, I thank Thee that I am not as other men are. That's what I thank You for. I'm not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. He thinks he is something when he's nothing. He's nothing. What he's saying is, I'm a good man. I thank you that I'm a good man. I'm not a sinner like this publican. But here's what the Pharisee doesn't realize. The Lord did not come to call to save The righteous. He came to save sinners. Let's look at that in Matthew 9. Go over to Matthew chapter 9. He has no idea of this fact. Matthew 9 verse 10. This is an eye-opening scripture. Matthew 9 verse 10 says, And it came to pass... As Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto the Pharisees, They that be whole need not a physician but they that are sick. Does anything make more sense than that? Does anything make more sense than that? Go to a hospital and ask, are y'all here for the healthy or the sick? Christ Jesus came to save sinners, not the righteous. And then it says in verse 13, He said, but go ye and learn what that meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice for I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said, go learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. He continually said, search the scriptures, didn't he? Cain and Abel. You go back and read Cain and Abel again. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Cain brought everything he had, all his goods, all his good works that he'd grown. I'm going to bring this to God and he's going to be happy with me. And he was not. He said, go learn what that meaneth. Meaneth I will have mercy and not sacrifice. I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now hold your place right here in Matthew 9. I love this. Hold your place and turn back to our text. Go back to Luke 18. Verse 12 says, the Pharisees said, I fast twice in the week. Now go back to Matthew 9. And look at verse 14. Then came to Him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? He's so proud of himself. I fast twice in the week. The Lord's disciples didn't fast. He said in verse 15, Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom's with them? They don't need to fast. Well, back in our text, verse 12, it says the Pharisees said, I fast twice in the week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. What he's saying is, I keep the law. I'm a good person who keeps the law. That's what he's saying. Now look down at verse 18 in our text. Luke 18, verse 18. It says, A certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And this ruler said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing, Sell all that thou hast and distribute to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and his sentence is not over yet. That was all leading up to a colon. And come follow me. Sell all you have and give to the poor. That's a good thing to do. That's Give to the poor. That's a wonderful thing to do. But that's not the ultimate thing. That's not the one thing that he lacked. Come and follow me. Well, that's the part that the world is missing. No person can keep the law. Nobody can keep the law. He said, I kept all those from my youth up. Well, if he's proud of himself for keeping those from the youth up, he just broke the law. Pride, that's the first thing the Lord hates. The law is actually what exposes sin. That's actually what it does. Turn over to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 and look at verse 42. Our Lord says, But woe unto you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs. And pass over judgment and the love of God. You pass over judgment and the love of God. You're so proud of yourself for everything that you tithe. He said, these ought you to have done. And not to leave the other undone. You know, it's good to tithe. But not at the sake of forsaking the love of God. He said, follow me. Follow me. What must I do to be saved? I have to follow Him. That's what I must do to be saved. Follow Him. Well, this Pharisee prayed to God back in our text, Luke 18. And he said the word I five times. He prayed thus within himself, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. That's five too many times. And this publican, in verse 13, the publican standing afar off, He not dare enter into the presence of God. He knows what He is. He's unworthy to enter into the presence of God. It says in verse 13, He would not lift up so much as His eyes unto heaven. There is no room for pride here. No room at all. It's actually nothing but shame. He's completely shamed. He's standing afar off and he will not even lift his eyes up to heaven in shame because he's honest with himself. That's why. He's honest. He's not trying to put on a facade. He's not trying to lie to anybody. You can't lie to God. God sees everything. And he's ashamed. We sing that song that says, Pride I base." I'm only a sinner saved by grace. It says in verse 13 the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but he just stood over, just. He just smote on his breast. Turn over to Luke chapter 23. Luke 23, look at verse 46. It says, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, He gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what was done, He glorified God saying, Certainly, this was a righteous man. And all the people that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, watching the Lord. They'd been watching Him for a few hours. And over the course of a few hours, His body changed. As he became sin, his body aged, and his visage was marred more than any man. And they're watching all this happen. And if I have never physically seen a person take their last breath. I've never seen a person die. My father saw my mother take her last breath. Her chest went up. Her spirit left her body. That's a solemn moment. That's a life or death moment. And as these people are watching the Lord in this solemn moment, he says, Father, I commend my spirit into your hands. And he gave up his ghost. And they see him take his last breath. And it says they just started smiting their breast. That was a righteous man. God, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. All the people that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breast and returned, and all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee, they stood afar off beholding these things. They smote their breast. When they saw Jesus Christ and Him crucified, that's when they realized, I'm a sinner. I thought I was something. I thought I was a good man, and I thought I did some good things until I saw that man. That is a righteous man, and I do not compare to him. And if that is how holy and righteous you have to be to enter into heaven, I'm not going to make it. Get honest with yourself. I need to get honest with myself. I know me. I'm not going to make it. God be merciful to me. Well, our text, Luke 18, verse 13, the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The Pharisee's prayer was two verses long. He was known for his much speaking, wasn't he? Just kept on talking and kept on talking. And his speaking wasn't worth anything. He just kept saying, I, 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 This publican's prayer is only seven words long. He said... God. Now the Pharisee started here's his prayer by saying God. But this is a completely different attitude here. Totally different attitude. God looks on the heart. He said, oh my God, my creator, my maker, my owner, my controller. The one that I've sinned against. Be merciful. David said, pardon mine iniquities. For they are great. Great. Pardon mine iniquities are great. Turn over to Psalm fifty-one. Psalm chapter fifty-one. David says in verse one Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Please. That's my only hope. I'm not going to make it. If you don't do this, I'm not going to make it. God, be merciful. He said to me, to me, we sing that song, even me, while thou art calling, oh call me, even me, even me, let thy blessings fall on me. Pass me not, O oh, gentle Savior, hear my humble cry to me. If you don't show mercy to me, I have no hope, no hope. He said in verse 13, "I'm a sinner, I'm just a sinner. This man is not known for his much speaking. Scripture calls it vain jangling. But this is an effectual, fervent prayer. The Lord said it will avail much. This kind of prayer will avail much. Much. Because verse 14 says, The Lord said, I tell you, This man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Why did this prayer avail much? It's because he prayed in the exact manner that the Lord told us to pray. I want to look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. The Lord tells us, When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues. Isn't that amazing? They love to pray standing in churches. Don't be as the hypocrites are. Isn't that an interesting statement? And in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Him. After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. As it is in heaven. That publican said, God, God our Father, God which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, holy God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. God. That's God. The Lord told us to pray in verse 11, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Have mercy on me. Give us this day our daily bread. Man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Lord, would you help us? This is life. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Have mercy on me. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse uh, 11, uh, daily bread, 12, our debts. Verse 13 says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That publican said, I'm a sinner. Let me not fall into the temptation that I'm so prone to fall into. I'm a sinner. Deliver me from the evil of my own doings. I'm a sinner. Deliver me from myself. Deliver me from the evil one. I'm a sinner. It's your kingdom. It's your power. It's your glory forever. And I'm just a sinner. Amen. Amen. Well, back to our text. It says, in closing, verse 13, the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Every one that exalteth himself shall be abased. It's a warning. It's a warning. Shall. The Lord said one word of mine's not going to return void. That's exactly what the Pharisee did and he was not justified. Let us be wise. Let us have ears to hear. Please, Lord, teach us. Teach us to humble ourselves. Teach us to humble ourselves. Because he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Happily, (laughs) thankfully, willingly, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Well, may the Lord bless that word.